This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's just be real. Um, let's let the Buzz fam know what it sounds like in the studio about five seconds before we turn on the mics. Ready? One, two. Three, two, one. <laughs> and a lot of every single time. Yeah. We all have the remnants of a cold. <laughs> Every single time we go to turn the mics on, I'm like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And we're all hacking up lungs and stuff. It's pretty gross. But you don't get to hear that, thankfully, BuzzFam. Uh, I've got a cough now because I didn't take all of my antibiotics. <gasps> You're going to create a super antibiotic. I could not, for one more day, deal with what my body was going through by taking the antibiotic. Gross. What's it going through? I'm not even going to tell you but it, i just couldn't i couldn't anymore all right it's like i'd rather get i'd rather die than go through this again um so now you've infected us with your cough that's with fun. your non-antibiotic cough thanks it's better than the hershey squirts <laughs> jordan silver and friends 69 on 96.5 the buzz raise your hand if you weren't expecting snow this morning yeah and raised mm-hmm all of us I didn't know it was going to... Nope. I, I knew it was supposed to do something. I didn't know it was supposed to snow. I thought it was supposed to ice. Yeah. I looked down at the earth from my cloud slash apartment. My God. And I was like, oh, damn, it snowed. What the hell? Could you even see it from that high up? It was very hard. Yeah. You know, I had to strain first thing in the morning. Get the binoculars When out. I opened my garage door and saw the snow, I was kind of worried because previously my Volvo has been unable to make it up. So all I did was just turn around, and I sped that thing up, and I squirted it up there. Good for you. <laughs> you squirted right up there. Yep. The new you. subject, the driving today, was <laughs> actually kind of a little slippy for me. It's like, was it? It's like, at least on the highway, the snow happened before the plows could get it. Don't take the highways when it snows. What am I else? What else am I going to do? Go down Maine all the way to the plaza oh, road. hell no. Yeah, you could have come my way, and then gone down 39th and as soon as you hit state line the roads were perfectly fine and dry people were out there like padding it with paper towels and the that- sun came out as soon as i hit state line <laughs> five o'clock in the morning yeah this was came- weird that- it was really kansas weird. takes care of their roads much better which i do not understand as much as i hate to admit it they really do i found a news story here uh stacy mm-hmm. i know you're moving to like kck right Somewhere around there? Around there. Well, here's a news story on Rainbow Road. Someone just got shot and killed this morning and last night. Isn't that where you're moving? It is where I'm moving. Uh Uh-oh. Not to dissuade you from moving to that direction, but I just feel like you should be properly aware of all the criminal activity in the places you may move to. Do you know where I live now? Westport. I live in Westport right now. Yeah. There's someone getting shot right now, probably outside (laughs) my door. Holidays. We're digging deep into history because we're all a bunch of nerds and bringing you on 
Jordan Silver and Friends. Hundred years ago in Kansas City, there is a messy divorce battle. I don't know who you're going to side with when you hear both of these reasons. But before that, there's an ad that I saw on the front page of the Kansas City Star that mm-hmm. concerned me. It said, heat your bath from a lamp socket. Whoa, that uh, sounds dangerous. Read how to heat a tub of cold water by electricity in February's Popular Science Monthly oh. on newsstands now. Hmm. Is this when they find out that um, water and electricity do not mix? Maybe. <laughs> Oof. It's weird to look back at stuff like that. But we will also get into the messy divorce battle coming up with On This Day in History 100 years ago, front page of the Kansas City Star. Chris, kick us off with what happened in 2019 on this day. The U.S. Postal Service suspends delivery, which they never do because it's so cold because of the polar vortex. Yeah, all the way up a little north of us, just so everyone can throw out those stupid ads that come in that nobody looks at. Oh, like the Burger King coupons yeah or the grocery store whatever the hell comes in and you're just like why and you just throw it out <laughs> it is also the same day that jesse smollett was attacked allegedly yeah allegedly allegedly attacked there was uh it's kind of one of those reasons why i don't like to do celebrity gossip stories on the show it's like you never know what the whole truth is so you sit there preaching about one side of it and then you hear that it went down a totally different way aka michelle carter Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, on this day in 2006, U.S. stamp is released featuring Hattie McDonald and I, McDaniel, and I have the actual clip of her accepting the award that made her Aww. so famous. Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science, this is one of the happiest moments of my life, and I want to thank each one of you who had a part in selecting me for one of the awards, and I shall always hold it as a beacon for anything that I may be able to do in the future. I sincerely hope I shall always be a credit to my race and to the motion picture industry. My heart is too full to tell you just how I feel. And may I say thank you and God bless you. There is so much about all of that. Hattie McDaniel played Mammy in Gone with the Wind. And that movie premiered in Atlanta rather than Los Angeles because Margaret Mitchell, who wrote Gone with the Wind, is from Atlanta. She didn't like to travel and she hated Los Angeles. Hmm. Well, there were strict segregation laws in 1939, which is when the movie premiered. And the head of MGM and also Clark Gable, who was in Gone with the Wind, said that they would boycott the opening of it in Atlanta if Hattie McDaniel couldn't be at the premiere. Because at that point, she was not allowed to. So then, that very, very, very strong woman had a conversation with both the guys and was like, don't worry about it. Just go. Just go. I'll be okay. And she wins the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for that role. But she had to sit in segregation for the awards. She was the first person of color to win any Academy Award. But she was not allowed to sit with everybody, even though she won the award for Best Supporting Actress. Disgusting. Yeah. There's so much much more about that. But she was Hattie McDaniel, legend. Ugh. On this day in 1997, America Online went down for 19 hours. I found some I remember interesting that. audio. There was a feeling that people's lives had been unplugged. Physics student Jordan Silver lost more than information when America Online died. She'd been flirting out in cyberspace. Shut up. And you lost a relationship because of this? A potential relationship. 
You know, I know that you're joking right now. Yeah. But something close to that did happen to me once, so I'm really I figured it'd out. be close. <sighs> on this day in 1987, Physicians Weekly said the smile on Mona Lisa was caused by some facial paralysis resulting in a swollen nerve behind the ear. I've never heard that before. <laughs> it was ah. news to me when I read it. I just thought she had to fart. Or she was farting. <laughs> <laughs> On this day in 1980, the Rubik's Cube was released. Three weeks ago, Judge Smith retired to her chambers with Exhibit A, Rubik's Cube. She hasn't been seen since. Warning, once you get your hands on Rubik's Cube, you, you may never be able to put yeah. it down. Rubik's Cube, over three billion combinations, but just one solution from Ideal. Those are so easy to beat. Um, Just because so. you move the stickers, you can't do that. You know that, right? That's not how it works. Never mind. They're yeah. not that easy to beat. Exactly. On this day in 1979 in music history, California, a 16-year-old girl named Brenda Spencer opens fire at an elementary school, killing two people and injuring nine. The When asked why she did this, she said, I don't like Mondays. Was the- she Garfield? <laughs> The Boomtown Rats wrote, I don't like Mondays about this story, and here's this. I don't like Mondays. Tell me why. I don't like Mondays. Tell me why. I don't like Mondays. I want to shoot. The whole day down. Wow. Huh. Well. Wow. Yep. Okay. That was a slap in the face this morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. <laughs> on this day in 1964, the most lopsided high school basketball game ever in Louisiana, 211 <laughs> to 29. What? Jordan, what? you didn't tell me you played basketball in 64? <sighs> it wasn't my proudest moment, Stace. <laughs> Clearly. On this day in 1959, Walt Disney's Sleeping Beauty is released. Sleeping Beauty, sparkling with colorful spectacle, brimming with gay music and delightful new songs. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> you know, lots of people have a crush on Ariel from The Little Mermaid. That's like their Disney crush. But I am a fan of Sleeping Beauty. She is my type. She's a blonde that likes to sleep a lot. That's my Disney princess, Sleeping Beauty. Shut I'll up, Stacey. <laughs> so on this day in local history, 1944, the USS Missouri is launched. The mighty Missouri, largest and most powerful battleship in the world, is ready for launching. Her sponsor, daughter of the senator from Missouri, sends the traditional bottle of wine crashing against the ship's bow. Fastest and most modern warship afloat, the 45,000-ton Missouri goes down the ways months ahead of schedule. We weigh the same. (laughs) (laughs) It's all those chicken nuggets. On this day in local history as well, in 1920, Walt Disney starts his work as an artist in Kansas City at Casey Slide. So he moved to Kansas when he was nine with his family, took drawing classes at the Kansas City Art Institute. After World War I, he came back here and started an animated film business, which went bankrupt after a couple years. And then he moved to Los Angeles and he died a poor pauper that never became anything. 
Aww. Such a sad story, that one. Of that Walt Disney. Walt Disney. He, never made it. I know. So much potential. So much, but he threw it away. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. What can I say? And also on this day in local <laughs> history, in 1861, Kansas is finally admitted to the United States as the 34th state. Yay. And let's go back even further to 1595. William Shakespeare's play, Romeo and Juliet, is believed to have debuted. Two households, <laughs> both alike in dignity, in fair Verona, where we lay our scene. From ancient grads to new mutiny. Nope. Mm-hmm. Watch the gazelle. As he, just as good as Armageddon. Uh. All right, so 100 years ago, front page of the Kansas City Star, we've got a got a divorce battle going on here. It says, wife lost case for support. Now, Chris, this is what it was like to have to be a woman back in the day. All right? Okay. <clears throat> the judge dismissed a non-support charge against Miss Brenner's ex-husband. Mrs. Brenner was a youthful and attractive woman, and she said that her husband had not given her any money since she filed for divorce four months ago. Mr. Brenner's defense was she was, quote, a heavy cigarette user. I get it. Yep. Dot, dot, dot. And had an affinity for her best friend. For his best friend. Oh. In his defense, Mr. Brenner's four-year-old testified, saying that one night when he was working late, quote, some soldier boys visited, and one of them sat right on Mama's lap. Ooh. Not on her lap. Mrs. Brenner. Damaging. You can never, the kids are always going to tell the truth. Don't bring that kid to court. You know, rookie mistake. He got divorced because she was a heavy cigarette user. Uh, unofficial holidays today. Jordan, you're going to like this. It's Puzzle Day. What? Yeah. Get a 40,000 piece puzzle. Someone said, you know that, right? 40,000 Oh, no, piece? it was 18,000 in 40 days. Sorry. Get your numbers right. Ah. Wow. They do make 40,000 piece puzzles. That's, that's, the, that's the biggest one that you can get is 42,000. It's a bunch of, like, scenes from Disney movies. Oh, God, no. And I don't like that because it's a bunch of different ones. Like, if I'm doing a 40,000-piece puzzle, I want it to be bigger. There's a 32,000-piece puzzle. That's the one I want next. It's of the New York City skyline. These literally come. When puzzles get that big, they literally come in wooden boxes and giant bags. Like, trash bags full of little pieces. (laughs) Oh, Stacey, you're going to appreciate this one. It is curmudgeon day. You know I don't know what that means. It means that basically you have this day to be cranky and granky and a holy all day. No, don't give her. For no reason. No. It's puzzle day. Don't do this. First off, that's me every day, but now I have an excuse. So excited. so mean. I feel so bad for everybody who has to go to Union Station and talk to you today. Mm -hmm. Well, we should celebrate after the show. Go get some chips and salsa or some queso because it's corn chip day. You know that we have people coming in at 8.20, 8.30 that are going to be talking about some of the best places to eat here in Kansas City. Ooh. I'm already hungry thinking about it. Uh, Maybe they'll bring us some corn chips. I hope so. The best corn chips in the world. If they know what today is. What's the weirdest thing that you dip your corn chips in? I'm standard. I go queso. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I dip my chip in anything weird. Not what do you got? Blood? Yes. That's not weird. You never know when that info will come in handy. Like maybe for your pub quiz night. That was On This Day in History with Jordan Silver and Friends on The Buzz. 
when you hear that song, yeah, do you think of Guitar Hero? <clears throat> I didn't know that one was on Guitar Hero, but now I'm missing that. Was it? Yeah, I uh, I murdered this song. I don't know if that's correct. Uh, if that's a good term. Was to it use hard? For song. No, it was like three chords. Okay, yeah, that's why I was so good at it. Uh, I hit medium on that one. I miss that game. They don't make it anymore. No. Were you ever in a rock band? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess you would be. I had the drum kit and everything. I would like, there would be rock band nights at bars, and I would like play the drums and like twist the drumstick in my oh. hand, and people would be like, this bitch needs to relax. <laughs> yes. I yeah, bet they I were. Would, I would love doing maps. Oh. Uh, when oh. I would sing, I would just make the, I would just hum into the microphone and do the pitches correctly and then get points. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. There was always little Cheating. ways to cheat that game. Uh, so I one time, I don't know if you know this, but I interviewed Haley Williams. Oh, yeah, God, we know that. Damn it. From Paramore. And that one of their songs was on Rock Band. And I asked her if she'd played it. And she said yes. And I was like, well, did you get 100%? Because literally it's her song, her singing her song mm-hmm. on this video game. Because sometimes it got really hard. And she said no. Hmm. That's like, too bad. That seems like very weird. The she should have hummed it. The problem with those games, though, was if you actually played the instrument, even the expert level wasn't like playing the actual song. Right. I mean, it's pushing buttons. Right. Yeah. It, there's absolutely no connection there. Mm-hmm. It's just being able to work your fingers. Yeah. You were like the Muse song, Knights of Sidonia. Oh, That's a great song. Or the Death Clock song. Oh, you'd always name something like that. Oh. That was just, or uh, was it was like, I'm I want I'm gonna say Trivium. I don't know if it was that or like a like band, but it was just insane. And when it was on Expert, your fingers are just melting. Oh yeah, all those, all those. You couldn't even hit the uh, the the strumming mechanism fast no, enough to play those. No, but you could do like pull offs and stuff. I don't. Now I want to hear this. Ugh. What do you mean? Uh? What do you mean? Ah? Uh? I I. I'll shut up. Jordan Silver on the bus. At 7.30 on Wednesdays, we do this thing called Mortified, which started out as a party. Somebody threw a party and was like, let's just read old stuff that we wrote when we were kids and get drunk and laugh at how painful it is, right? So then it turned into like a TV thing, and I was like, that is a brilliant idea. Going to use it for the radio here at Jordan Silver and Friends. So if you've ever listened to the show on, uh, on, on Wednesdays at 7.30, you've heard us do some pretty embarrassing things. I played my ska band. <laughs> Chris wrote a creepy letter to a girl. Like, <laughs> And Stacy <laughs> has just continued to bring in... This creative writing that she wrote in high school. Yes. Sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And since it's creative writing, you know, there's like a million different topics. There's just, it's like gold. Mortified oh, yeah. gold in that folder right there. So, how did it happen? Did you just like text her? Did you? Well, we were talking about it, I think maybe two weeks ago. And just, it was said, hey, that would be really funny if we could get my teacher in, the person who read all of these horribly written things. And someone texted me. One of my friends said that her daughter works at Ray Peck. And she's like, I will find her. <gasps> it was 
maybe an hour later, she goes, okay, here's her Facebook, here's this, here's this. So I messaged her, and a couple days later, she responded. We are going to, at 7.30, have your high school teacher, creative writing teacher, (laughs) who had to read and grade this stuff that you wrote. I'm so sorry. You're so angsty. (laughs) You know, I mean, it is pretty classic what a lot of people feel like in high school. So I think as we listen to all of this stuff unfold... People are going to feel, you know, like, oh, shoot, that was me. I was definitely like that. But I walked in. Your face is bright red. Uh-huh. Yeah. I uh, I found one that I want her to read. Oh, God. I have. When's the last time you saw her? I High school. Oh, my God. So you haven't seen this teacher in 50 years? Are you serious? Yeah, I have not seen her since high school. I, def- I don't even know that I've seen her since sophomore year. Wow, this is like a that old TV show where they used to bring people from your past in oh, and like hide behind a curtain and talk to you <laughs> about stuff. Wow, I cannot wait. So, BuzzFam, this is happening at seven thirty. Stacy's high school creative writing teacher coming in, and we're going to talk about her star pupil at seven thirty. If you have to go to work, there's always a podcast updated at ten a.m. on nine six five thebuzz.com. Chris is working on news right now. <laughs> And eating and his eating. sandwich. Wow. Well, <laughs> let's see how good the news is coming up in five minutes then. Jordan Silver and Friends News on 96.5 The Buzz. I'm getting texts in that the roads kind of suck, so take some extra time. That is our weather update for today. Christopher, tell us about other news. Well, it's going to be even a more interesting game this Sunday. Because last year, the big game may have been a little blurry for some of us. For the first time, which seems a little late in the game if you ask me, the SB will be displayed and streamed and filmed in 4K. So all of our big televisions will be nice and clear. We're going to see inside every pore. Can't wait. It's going to be great. I always feel like that instant replay thing is a snitch. You know? (laughs) No? Yeah, I, yeah. Like, no. how, did that play go well? Oh, let's go to the instant replay. And now the it's the technology can break it down into, like, the molecule. Oh, I love the analysis of that. But I don't. It's like, come on, how, how did it feel? Did it feel like you got it? Okay, good, you got it. Now they're just, like, doing court battles about if someone's foot was inbounds. That's the fun part. No, it's not. Also, uh, Post Malone has got a pretty popular song playing right now. Mm-hmm. And he's coming to the Sprint Center. He sure is. Um, it looks like we're going to get a little more of him. Maybe. He said he's going to release another album, hopefully this year. Mm. So he seems to be on top of that. Uh, mm. But he is resuming his runaway tour, which starts February 4th in Omaha. And then comes on February 5th. The Kansas City Sprint Yay. Center. Wow, Stace, you're not going to go? I asked you on a date a long time ago. No, I'm excited. I do want to go, actually. You like Post Malone? I want to go to a show. I like that Circle song. I like that Circle song. <laughs> I like that song that we play on the radio. Next story, please, Chris. <laughs> We've got a little life. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> we got a little life lesson with this last story. When a vehicle is on the side of the road with its flashers on, or an emergency vehicle, or a tow truck, get over, give them room. Yeah. Because in Wisconsin, the Wienermobile was pulled over for not getting over far enough for someone and just staying in the lane and possibly damaging and destroying their lives. Wow, what a dick. <laughs> How long you been waiting for that? So long! Follow the show. Instagram.com slash Jordan Silver. Jordan with an I. What's one thing 
that you would love to know about someone when you first meet them. Picture it like The Sims. There's like a stat or something above their heads. It's like one universal thing that you learn about meeting them. That's standard for everybody. Um, would would you ever wear Crocs? Voluntarily, yes. You have the chance to get one piece of information (laughs) before you meet someone and make it universal. You want it to be Crocs. Yeah. Really? Why? Um, There is a certain set of people that I do not want to associate with who wear Crocs. You know those people that waste wishes? (laughs) That's Stacey. (laughs) Because in my forensic files watching brain, couldn't you just look down at their feet? They may not be wearing them right at that second. No, no. People that wear Crocs wear them 24-7. You're right. You know they make boots? Chris. Yes. What's the one thing that you would want to know about someone when you first meet them, like a stat? I, I tried my hardest to come up with something else, but I kept coming back to this, and I apologize. But I would like a countdown for when the next time they're about to drop a deuce. Oh, my God. Yes. That's what you want to know about someone. Because if they had that little information above their head, you could see the countdown, and the closer it gets, you'd see how, like, antsy and urgent they get to the next location. I like that one. Of course you do. <sighs> because I'm doing a show with five-year-olds. And <gasps> 30-something-year-olds' bodies. You know what I, you know I would want to know? What? Wiener size. I don't know if mine's better. I want to know if they're single or not. Ah, oh, boring. Yeah? No. Well... Well, mm. why would you want to know that? Because can you would... just ask them. No, you can never just ask someone. Are you single? You could. You no, you like, can't. Hi, you nice to... to meet you. I'm Jordan Silver. Are you married? No, no, no. You have to stalk them on the internet. <laughs> oh God. God, so much, so it, much time. It is. You can't just come out and ask somebody that. You're right. So toilet stuff, huh, guys? Mostly, yeah. Do you guys ever play or, the Sims? When was the last time you pooped? God, why am I? Why are you guys on this show with me? <laughs> I was going to ask questions about The Sims, blah, 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 but no. I love The Sims. How many times did you watch Twilight in theaters? What? Question is that? That's a good question. About what? Is that what we're talking about? Again, that's a character flaw. <laughs> if you saw it in theaters at least once. Oh. For the was... thing above your head. Yeah. A bit of information. I got it now. Right. now we, we, had, we had moved on to Sims, but Stacey was previously in our conversation from the past. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Wow. Even my Sims were single and lonely. Aww. Did you ever burn up a baby? <laughs> it's like hashtag throwback Thursday, except way, way, way more embarrassing. This is Mortified. This might be my favorite mortified that has ever happened. Oh, it's absolutely my favorite. In the history of the world. (laughs) Stacey Moody, your high school creative writing teacher is here. Hello, Miss Mendenhall. Hello, good morning. How are you? I'm pretty good, thanks. As a teacher, do I have to tell you that you can't swear on the radio? Um, No, I guess you don't have to tell me. I do have a a potty mouth. Do you? (laughs) Sorry, kids don't know that, but yeah. Can you be looser (laughs) with the words that you use when you teach high school versus a direct grade? I never was. There were some high school teachers that would drop the F-bomb every now and then. But I just, because I had some students that would come in and tell me. I said, you are, they didn't say that. Yeah, they did. I thought, oh, well, you're not hearing it here. Wow. (laughs) And if you hear that word coming from me, you better run because I'm not coming back. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Yeah. So I kind of imagine that being a teacher is probably kind of the same job that we do in the sense that you have to create this 
you have nothing to work with, and then you create these different lesson plans and have to um, keep people entertained and learning for hours on end. On the fly, yeah. Yeah. yeah especially I taught... When I had Stacy, those are ninety-minute blocks. That's a long period of time. Oh, we can barely do three Early hours in of the Stacey. morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, what got you into teaching, Miss Mendenhall? Um, I I was studying to be an, an attorney, and I um, took the law school test. But at the time, there were just an abundance of attorneys, which is going on now. And I really, I, that's terrible. I've never always wanted to be a teacher, but I really am glad I chose that. I've taught I've taught every grade except for kindergarten oh which scares me to death i would never my sister's a kindergarten teacher i would never do that really no you would rather teach older kids than oh yeah ones? kindergarten kids scare me because <laughs> they bite and stuff well because i think i make them cry <laughs> <laughs> they always think that i'm a video game character like when i'm when i'm standing in line at the grocery store to, to check out the little babies that are always like turn their heads and look at me and i'm like hi and they're like <laughs> yeah what? they're cute they're I, I like them but i just uh no they're too Touchy, clingy, feely. I don't. And they're always snotty. Yes. Well, yeah, I have been thrown up on though. Is this Uh, from a second? Was that Stacy? No, no, no. Okay. (laughs) She had a bad night. No. (laughs) (laughs) So the reason we wanted you to come in here and thank you so much for coming in and and chatting with us is because we do this segment every Wednesday at seven thirty called Mortified, where mm-hmm. you bring in some old stuff that you wrote as a kid, and you just, we all just kind of laugh at how dumb we were back in the day. <laughs> so Stacy has had, I've had to go through all these files to find my stuff, but Stacy just keeps bringing this book back in <laughs> from a class that she took of yours. Yeah. And so we've read them, the Buzz family and the listeners that are listening right now, they know some of this work. <laughs> and every time we read it, we're like, my God, what did your teacher think? <laughs> What could she have thought about this way that you wrote, the way that you talked and stuff? So I'd like to get into that with you. But first, do you remember, this is, how, what, how long ago has it been mm. since you guys have seen each other? Um, well, my sophomore year, I graduated in 07, so 05. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It would have been a long time ago, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. How, do you, how do you guys feel about seeing each other, teacher and student? Well, I recognized her when she she texted me or instant message me. I don't know. I, lo- I looked at looked you up the minute I saw her. I knew I remembered her. Um, and I don't remember your book, but I probably would have thought it was really funny. Did I write comments on it? Because I used to write all over kids' papers. You did. You did. There were a lot of comments on all of my assignments. <laughs> Which, Hopefully good. <laughs> yeah, they were good. <laughs> they, were, they were what most people that were listening to this would think. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, is she scared of Stacey movie? <laughs> That's honestly one of... One of my thoughts, too. Like, how did you not report me to something? Yeah, that's what we're going to get to the bottom uh, of. So, okay. uh, as far as being a teacher, Ms. Mendenhall, do you, you've taught so many kids, you know, in the years that you've taught school. Are there people that are easier to remember than others? Oh, yeah. So, Stacy's one of them? Yeah. What is- and I was more, I think, aligned with the the kids that were funny, creative, and didn't really care what they said or that... The kids that were suck-ups never appealed to me. And I, I taught a lot of kids honors. Kids that were suck-ups. Yeah. Wait, you're the teacher. <laughs> you have that clicked in your brain like, ugh, stuck-up. Yeah. Awesome. We're well, getting to the bottom of teaching. <laughs> kids that would think and didn't want to just get a grade. Right. Because um, that annoyed me. Or am I going to get, are we going to get graded for this? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but I, in fact, some of the kids that we had at Ray Peck, I had two or three boy, three boys who were in my class who were 
goofballs. They ended up being my teacher assistants when they were juniors and seniors. I have a story about one. Oh, good. But I will. I, I won't say the bad words. He's, I mean, he was. It, it's a different story. Should I tell you that story? Yes, please, Miss <laughs> Mendenhall. The floor is yours. I remember his name. I won't say his name, but I remember his first and last name. I had him, I think, as a sophomore or junior, and then he was my T.A., I have never allowed kids to use the word retarded. It okay. just has always been offensive to me. And that's one of my big, and or to let kids make fun of other kids. Mm-hmm. I can make fun of them, but they, no, just <laughs> um, Stand up. But he was my teacher aide, so I was doing my big spiel at the beginning of the year with my freshman, and I said, Brandon, ooh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't use the last name, we're okay, good, yeah. we're good. He's, uh, he's grading papers or sitting at my desk. I said, what is one word that I would never want a student to use in my classroom? So he says, Gay. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. That's and and then the other one was the F word. That's a synonym for that. Oh God! And I'm going. Oh my God! I guess I should have asked him this first. But I said no. You know the R word. So then he says, mm-hmm. I said, okay, there you go. So I was kind of mortified that he's spilling out all these words. All these ba- that yeah. I was not planning. On. And I'm sure some teachers or somebody's walking by. That's the exact yeah. moment, or the exact <laughs> moment that uh, that <laughs> Barack <laughs> and Michelle Obama decide to visit your school, and no one tells you. Yeah. <laughs> somebody walks by the class and hears but the that, students yeah, say those words. That's those are the kids. I mean, they just tell you come right out. Wow. That, yeah. So wow. He was one of my favorite TAs. So, yeah. <laughs> so going from law school to creative writing. <laughs> Is that, did those? No, I wasn't in law school. I was just, I wanted to go, but I did not. wanted to go to to law school. (laughs) Then you became a teacher for creative writing. Do those things go hand in hand or are they like polar opposites? Oh, probably polar opposites. I think law school is pretty definite and right, wrong answer. However, you have to be creative. And if you became a defense attorney, obviously. Um, (laughs) I love Miss Mendenhall. (laughs) So I would love to get into... Uh, your thoughts on Stacey Moody and some of her writings that she brought in for Mortified. I'm going to let you have like three minutes to get ready to read some of this stuff on air, Stacey. Okay. And we will be back with Miss Mendenhall and Mortified after this. It's like hashtag throwback Thursday, except way, way, way more embarrassing. This is Mortified. This is our first guest who's been in studio for Mortified here on Jordan Silver and Friends. We have Stacey. Actually, you introduce her. We have my sophomore year creative writing teacher, Miss Mindenhall. Yay! Welcome to the studio. So we just chatted with you a little bit about you know being a teacher and um, if you remembered Stacy Moody and everything. Um, what did you, since you you said that you did? What was your? How did, how did <laughs> my impression of her? Thank yeah. you. Oh God. Well, just you're kind of I'm drawn to those kids that are original mm-hmm. and creative and. Like I said, think or they respond or they they think about things rather than is this what she wants me to say? Because that's not my job mm-hmm. is to tell you what to say unless it's grammar, which I'm a grammar Nazi. Okay, uh, pay attention. But anyway, uh, those are the kids that are interesting to me. Mm-hmm. That I just remember when I used to, I taught Macbeth, and I'll have to tell you a Catcher in the Rye story. Mm. <laughs> but she was she was just fun to teach, and some kids are just kind of lumps and. She was not. I love hearing this perspective <laughs> from a teacher. It's great. I never, you know, it's everything so PC today mm-hmm. in the sense that I can only imagine, you know, doing a creative writing class. Like if somebody comes in and goes, my kid wrote this. This is messed up. Maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's different now than it was back then. But so Stacy has some writings here, <laughs> something that she read for Mortified once that well, let's just let's how about you read it? And then Miss Mendenhall, we will recap it. OK. All right. So 
we had every day, we would have a topic to write about as our journal entry. And I'm assuming that the question for this day was, what did you do over the weekend? To which I wrote. Okay. <laughs> On my two days off, I killed five guys. Miss Mendenhall. <laughs> I drowned one guy, shot another, stabbed two, and strangled the last. Does this sound like something that could happen in your hometown, Miss Mendenhall? Yes. Uh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I did this for revenge. They deserved it. They were very bad men. I took them out to the woods and did them in. I buried them in the water. Explain that, Stacey. So there's <laughs> water now in the woods, and I buried them in water. <laughs> Little okay, Stacey. Did you get points off? Did you give her points off for that? I, I, sh- I don't know. <laughs> you should have. They're floating down the Missouri River still, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I also played in the snow a little bit. <laughs> so th- that is something you submitted yeah. to Miss A Mendenhall. teacher mm-hmm. for a writing assignment. She did respond, though. She wrote, you are in a mood. <laughs> <laughs> Teachers know their That's students. politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> and she just said, I hope you don't get mad at me. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remembered this one. That does sound like something I would say. <laughs> oh, I did, obviously. Yes. <laughs> wow. How do you feel reading something like that? Well, I I have done journaling with my students. I've taught third grade, seventh grade. I taught seventh grade for years and then decided that I was going crazy, so I had to move up to high school. Um, I have kids journal almost every day, and I've always said, you know, I will never share anything unless it's something that I'm afraid of that you will harm yourself or harm somebody else. And kids tell me all kinds of stuff. I knew Stacey well enough that didn't. I mean, it was funny. You knew that she However, was just laying in bed crying about yeah. emo music, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, got you. I have had some students who I've, you know, talked with and sent to the counselor or or not very many, mm-hmm. but kids who have really been in a bad place or, or needed some help, and that was a cry for help. Um, so you can tell the difference in that writing with oh, that, sure. that Stacey was just being Stacy. Stacey, yeah. Well, and having kids write enough, and well, just knowing her personality, and that sounds like something I would have written. <laughs> I would not have submerged somebody in water that were drowned. I would have been a little bit better descriptive wise. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. How would you yeah. get rid of a body, Miss Mendenhall? Okay, Mendenhall? let's see. <laughs> acid, right? Yeah, put the body in acid. All right, uh, Stace. Is there anything else that you have that that she responded to? That plus, uh, sorry. Yep. But you read so many boring things. I mean, every now and then it's like, oh my god, somebody at least had some thought and put some right. creativity into this. I imagine. Yeah. Stace? There was one assignment where I, we had to convince her to keep us in her class. Oh, so I remember we, that assignment. Yes. Yeah, I do. I remember, was yeah. that something that you do every year? Uh-huh. Okay. Awesome. At least in that class, yeah. So basically, I wrote how amazing I am, mm. all truth, clearly. <laughs> of course. And at one point, I said, you know, it would be in your best interest to keep me in your class and I say don't get me wrong I'm not threatening you or anything right (laughs) I learned my lesson a while ago not good outcomes but anyway so she responded I hope not I've already heard about the mafia connection in one letter (laughs) oh moody not really one of the Italian last names that I thought that I would hear with the mafia but in Kansas City that's how I get you wow you're not expecting it wow (laughs) there was one assignment that I had, and I, I kid you not, and I'm not trying to suck up to you. <laughs> I had, we had to write a story, and I wrote about this guy who comes to town, this kid who comes, he's a new in this high school, and he asks this girl out, and they go to prom, everything's going really well, and at the, I don't, it's really long, so you probably haven't read it, but 
at the end, there's a pretty weird twist that the guy says that he's in love with her and takes her into this room in the high school at prom and kills her. Oh. And she's still well, she's still alive at this point, and then he she he shoves her into his trunk and before How he are you closes not in jail? it before he closes it, he goes, You were my favorite. That's how it ends. One of my favorite stories that I've ever written. Uh. And I will never forget, you wrote, This is this reminds me of vintage Stephen King. And that was like the highest compliment I've ever gotten on anything, and I still remember that. I was thinking that as you I yeah. gave me chills as you wrote that. You, this is a, an early Stephen King. Yeah. Wow, I, we got totally different chills, Miss Mendelssohn. <laughs> I got a like I'm going to the police station to get a restraining order after. And I got this. it from the writing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the creative brains versus I don't know the the like logical ones. You're uh, wow. my favorite. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, Stacy, uh, are are you surprised with what she's doing now with her life, Miss Mendelssohn? No. Uh, and I wanted to find out. I'll talk later after about your um, your other side gigs. Your the prostitution. <laughs> oh no, I didn't the know. The mafia, the murder. Oh. Yeah. No, your your catering or your event planning or something. Don't you do some event planning? Oh, uh, get your rear and gear. Yeah, yes. I thought that sounds. Don't, don't me. And I love I the pun. I, I love puns. I like yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything last that you would like to say to Miss Mendenhall who came in here from uh, from from. 15 years ago? So, yeah. High school oh. creative writing teacher. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right? Uh, thank you for not calling the police on all of my assignments. You're Seriously. welcome. You're welcome. Yes. And thank you for what you do. Teaching kids, I you are an all-star. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. And I probably would be teaching today if I didn't have to get up so early. Mm. Uh, it's just, especially high school, it's like, no. <laughs> well, I would teach, I had creative writing or I had one of the classes you guys start at 7.20 in the morning. And I just remember one of the kids said, you have too much energy, don't talk so loud. Wow. It's too that. early. What do you think that kid's doing now? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Miss <laughs> Mendenhall, thank you so much for coming in. Jordan Silver on the bus. Chris, I did my good deed for the day this morning. What's that? Well, I was looking on Craigslist mm-hmm. to find friends. You know, because those, Again? Well, those last people didn't write me back, and that last guy was a real perv. Oh, hmm. The one that wanted to read writing. Mm. All right, how'd it go this time? Well, I was looking for friends, but then I read a headline and I clicked into it. From what this person wrote, I just felt really bad and I felt like I needed to reach out and help them because this well, is You're not... giving them advice? Yeah, giving them advice of like what not to use Craigslist for. Okay. So the Craigslist ad goes, pretty young thing needs cash. And so I was like, oh no, this poor girl. <sighs> yeah. She's pretty. People are going to take advantage of her or something like that, you know. All her Craigslist ad says is, we'll sell panties, et cetera, et cetera. Try to make extra money after falling on hard times. So I wrote back, hey, Amanda, I am so sorry for your hard times, and I want to help you out. But unless you have some really nice ones, I think panties are probably the least valuable thing that you own. And people don't like to wear secondhand underwear. So do you have anything more valuable at home? Cell phones, electronics, and furniture are the fastest things that sell on Craigslist. I've attached a link to the top eight things that sell. Right back, <sighs> Jordan. Oh, oh, oh. The absolute last. I have to sell my toothbrush before I'd sell. And you're like at your house and you're looking through all the things that you could sell on Craigslist. And the only thing that you have is your panties. I would never want to wear someone else's underwear. Well, um, it's not about wearing. Do we really need to go into this? Also, I don't know that you're the, the market. You're the demographic for used panties. 
Who is? More like Chris. No, no, hold on. No. Jordan Silver and Friends News on 96.5 The Buzz. Christopher, what is going on in the news today? Well, we are going to have some new gorillas. What? Yeah, they're... The zoo? The artists. <laughs> oh, got it. Got it. Okay, so it should be released tomorrow. Here's a tease that they posted to their Instagram. I'm in. You're digging this? Oh, that's unsettling. Oh. Oh. What? <laughs> you know what? That is that is going to be the perfect theme music to drive around Kansas City like you're on Mario Kart and avoid the potholes. That was pothole music right there. Hmm. No? That's, it's titled Song Machine, that little <laughs> clip there. And uh, the gorillas have yet to confirm anything. So it's definitely a rock solid day in the news. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. What else is going on? Well, graffiti is a huge problem in Kansas City. But sometimes it's beautiful. But that doesn't stop the city from issue, issuing citations because it's a considered a nuisance violation. The city only gives you, once you get tagged by a graffiti, the city gives you 10 days to get it cleared up. Sometimes that can be rather expensive, and then you're tagged again, and you get citated. Then you have this whole cycle. Anyways, <laughs> it's, it's a major problem, and, and uh, some pe- businesses possibly are moving out of the crossroads because they just they just can't deal with it. Oh, damn. Yeah, it is at the owner's expense to clean it yes. off. And if you don't, yeah, like you said, in 10 days, if you don't, you are fine. Wow. Right? Yeah. Yep, I'll stop. (laughs) Anyway, next. Well, another shipment of Mahomes Magic Crunch is on the high V shelves. People have been selling these on eBay for like 20 bucks a box. Yep. They initially expected to sell like 50,000 boxes or so. Right now, they've upped it to over 300,000 boxes, and they expect to be sold out by Sunday. Everybody's selling them on eBay. Mm Mm-hmm. Really? I'm surprised you haven't done that. Have you sold anything on eBay lately? That's <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Silver and friends from 6 to 9 on The Buzz. On Monday in this spot, we talked about Miss B, who is the elderly woman that Chris drives around as his side job mm-hmm. because she cannot drive herself anymore. 93 years old, and it had been months since you had seen her. Yeah, I was getting a little scared. But she's alive. Good, good. And she hit you up. Actually, we were in the car going to... Dropped me off uh, to get a spare vehicle, and she was calling you, Chris. Mm-hmm. So you hung out with her yesterday? We are going to get her nails done up in Leewood. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. Nice. But when, uh, as I was going through this, I, she's always given me things, mm-hmm. and I found, I don't know if it's a letter or a journal entry, but it's in the old cursive script, so it's kind of difficult to read. So it's, it says that she killed the fever. But I don't get what that means. Okay, how did you come into possession of this? This, this was an old thing that she had. Uh, she, is it, oh, is it also in your trunk? <laughs> Stacy stuff. Okay, got it. Okay, so I'm going to just kind of go through it, and I just want your help to help me understand it. Wait, she wanted you to throw out something. Yes. And 
you threw it in your trunk. I never actually threw it away. And you looked at it. Mm-hmm. And you want to read it on air. Correct. I'm down. Let's go. Perfect. Let's go. Let's ride. Let's ride, Miss B. Let's ride. Okay, and it, it's titled that I killed the fever. So mm-hmm. I don't get what that means. But it says she joined the military during World War II to serve her country. So she turned 18 in 1944. So she was just waiting to get signed up for that. Mm-hmm. And she ended up being a spy for the United States FBI. Miss B. Right? This is pretty impressive. The old lady that you drive around is writing in a journal that she wanted you to throw out about her life being a spy. Mm-hmm. During... I'm surprised it was declassified even. Yeah. During World War II. Two? Yes, two. Yes, yes. And it's, it's, it states that her task was to locate the fever. So I think and she was a nurse that she had to go sure, sure. try to track down the source of the sickness that the soldiers are getting. Sure, sure. Red Cross. You mm-hmm. know, you watch anything old back in the day, the Red Cross were running around. Why are you making a face, Stace? I, I'm just, I'm paying attention. Oh, good. For once. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> she, she mentions having to cross enemy lines. So this is where it gets kind of interesting and where it gets a little dicey and muddy. She, she states that she eventually found... The fever bunker. So I'm not sure why they would call a bunker after a fever unless maybe they quarantine the people there. Uh, maybe. maybe all of the people in the bunker have fevers. That's what so quarantine. They don't it. Oh my god. That's what quarantine means, Stacy. Okay. I hate both of you so much. Damn. Starting to hate you. <laughs> and so the, the the last part that I'm having a hard part comprehending, she gave the fever a cyanide capsule. She gave the fever an Evabron, a cyanide capsule, and he took it, and she said that that's when the fever died. So I'm, I'm trying to, I don't know what she means by that. The fever, the Evabron. That sounds, they had weird old machines back in the day. Probably like a respirator or something. So you had a cyanide pill? I don't know where she got that, I'm, but what do you, what does she mean by killed the fever? She obviously broke a fever. With some with cyanide, one she no. killed the fever. Wait, wait. World War Two. Mm-hmm. Are you reading it incorrectly? Because of the script writing, is I mean, it Führer? Not fever. What? No. Like Hitler? Well, no, no, he's fever. It makes sense, doesn't it? Cyanide pill. Know. And what was the name? Ava Braun. That you read? Whoa, whoa, whoa. How the hell? Out of everybody. Out of me and you. How did you crack that code? Um, Is that genius? Clearly. I told you I was paying attention. (laughs) Wait. Did she kill Hitler? What? Did Miss B kill Hitler? Jordan Silver and Friends on the bus. Good morning, everyone. Hello. How are you, Ashley? Hi. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Every time I see anything with this font that you use for give and partake, I get hungry. <laughs> Did you pick a font that makes people hungry? Um, I don't you'll have to ask my husband. He designed all that. So maybe that was part of his strategy. I'm not really sure. <laughs> oh, this is great. This is great. So I met you... Um, uh, a couple months ago. Yes, yeah. Uh, at, what was it? I think it was it Lana was, Del Rey yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, it was at the Uptown Theater. Yep, and uh, you mentioned that you were doing this thing, and it's yeah, called I, Give and Partake. I DM'd you. You did? I did, on oh, Instagram. Sure. Okay, after that, yes, <laughs> yeah. of course. And uh, I was like, this is amazing, because it helps promote the culture here in Kansas City, and you know, we'll get into a little bit more um, different immigrant restaurants that, you know, are 
that you can actually eat food from all over the world yes, here yeah, in Kansas that's City. That's the goal of this one. Yeah. yeah, but let's start from the beginning. What is uh, Give and Partake, Ashley? So I actually started with brunch. So our first one was the brunch book. Um, it's I started it as a way to kind of um, eat at different restaurants, learn about a um, nonprofit as you're eating at these new restaurants, try somewhere new, and you know give back to the community all at once. So you get buy one, get one meals at each restaurant that you go to when you use your give and partake book. What gave you the idea? Like, like specifically, did I, I have a social work background mm-hmm. and then I was, I found myself in sales and marketing um, for a liquor company. So I was like working in restaurants and I was making these connections and I just kind of wanted to get back to giving more to the community. So I kind of married the two, the two things that were important to me. So but that's amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's always like that one step <clears throat> after the idea yes. of, of actually that's doing a scary things. step. <laughs> I bet it is. Yeah. I feel like that's the shark tank right. step. Yes. Or the something. putting yourself out there. Part. So what did you do after that to then get this kind of kickstarted? Did you start talking to different businesses? Yeah. I mean, I just started going into restaurants and pitching the idea and I had some, um, you know, some good connections. So I, I started with those and then once we started to kind of build a name and a brand, it got a lot easier to get some restaurants on board. So oh, cool. Yeah. What, what are some of the restaurants that you chatted with for Give and Partake? So, well, within the brunch book, I mean, we have some places like Brickhouse, Jacobson. Um, I mean, everywhere. They're they're all in there. And then this new book that we just launched is with the Open Belly podcast, and it is full of restaurants the way so you can like eat your way around the world, but right here in Kansas City. I uh, hungry. I'm already yes. hungry. Yeah. So it's I'm not specifically hungry. brunch. It's like lunch, dinners, even desserts. So. Awesome. So, Danielle, you're here because you're the creator of the Open Belly podcast. That's right. You're the next professional one with <laughs> me here. Um, but how did you guys get involved? So, Ashley and I met, and we really just bonded over food and community, and we felt like there was a lot of overlap in what we were both trying to do. Um, I started the Open Belly podcast to share the stories of immigrant and refugee chefs here in Kansas City and to use food as a way to bring people together, and that's exactly what Give and Partake is all about. Um, so Ashley asked if I'd be interested in curating this next book, and um, I was obviously very happy to do that. So, um, yeah, as you said, you can eat your way around the world here in Kansas City through this book. Is there any story that you heard that just really kind of speaks to you about, you know, I mean, the story of immigrants coming to the United States you know, are always amazing stories. But is there any one that just pops up as something that, you know, you kind of tell? I'm so many to choose from, but one of my favorite families that I've had the opportunity to meet is um, from Sohela's Kitchen in the Lenexa Public Market. Uh, they're a Pakistani restaurant, and um, it's owned by a woman who's in her mid-60s, and it was always her dream to have a small food stand, and then she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, she is now cancer-free, and her family really wanted to make that dream come true for her, so she opened her restaurant at the age of 62. Oh, do they have her picture on the wall? Because I feel like that's the thing. Uh, and she's just, always, she's always there. there. She's always there. Okay, yes. so she doesn't need the picture on the wall. Yes. She's the one that's greeting. Um, what is the... <laughs> As far as food-wise, the, the, something that you found in Kansas City that you were actually surprised? So we have a West African restaurant on Troost and around 41st, I think, called Fanny's African Cuisine. Mm-hmm. And um, I lived in L.A. for 13 years, and that was a cuisine that I didn't even know where to find. So the fact that we have that in Kansas City, I think, is really unique. We also have two Filipino restaurants, and there's just a lot of... Um, Regional food as well. So there's a Laotian restaurant in Strang Hall um, called Anasone that just opened. There's a Northern Thai restaurant, Waldo Thai. I mean, there's just so much you'd be really surprised. Yeah, it's not, it's not just three places to eat, which was surprising because I also, I moved here from Los Angeles and you think that that is the hub of culture, but here it is. Yeah. It really right. is here in Kansas City. There's so many new things that are happening and new places that you can go and 
all these amazing cultures that I'm just excited that you guys do this and I'm really right? thankful. So it's Give and Partake, the website where you can give, check out the books. Uh, it's givepartake.com. Givepartake.com. Yes. And so you have Max here. Yes. And let's chat about why, uh, how you guys know each other, yes. basically. Yeah, so Max um, is the founder of Canby's Markets and he, um, so he is the benefiting um, not-for-profit with this book. So I'll let him talk more about um, well, no, I, Canby's. I, mean, I yes. don't know, I love hearing you yeah, say it. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but yeah, my name is Max, and I am the very, very fortunate benefactor for this most recent Give and Partake book. Um, and I run Canby's Markets, a nonprofit organization working to eliminate food deserts or areas around the city without consistent access to fresh, healthy, and affordable food. What are some of the places that you would say? Right so now? right now, I mean, most of everything east of Troost um, is considered a food desert. There's only a few grocery stores kind of littered throughout. Um, but there is this really incredible network of small mom and pop corner convenience stores. Um, the little bodega that, you know, some people might remember from New York or some of those cities in the past. Um, and so we partner with those stores um, and provide them everything they need um, to sell healthy food. That's incredible. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, it, it's really cool working with these small business owners that are really a part of the community and, and getting to know them and getting to see the community kind of through their eyes and support them. Wow. Wow. So um, how, how did you guys meet and, and how did you pick this? Yeah. Yeah. So Danielle and I got together and what we loved about this like partnership between the three of us is that we all are food focused and we all have similar missions, but we're just kind of going about it differently. Um, so just getting to come together and have, you know, like the mission be similar and work together in this way has been really neat. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Give Partake, give and partake.com. Yes, yeah. Give and partake.com. Yes, no, this this is amazing. And um, just one more time for anybody that just tuned in, can you explain the, the books a little bit more? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> you buy the book at givepartake.com. You get to go to 20 plus different restaurants through the city, eat your way around the world. Um, at each restaurant, you get to do a buy one, get one. So you can bring a friend along and get one entree for free. Um, trying new foods, new to you restaurants, and hopefully, also, maybe patronizing some of your uh, already favorite restaurants, you know, supporting supporting local really is what this book is all about. So, yeah. Absolutely. And then, Danielle, everybody wants a good podcast sure. to yes. listen to. So where <laughs> yes. can people find your podcast? You can find us at openbellypodcast.com, and you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. I will put a link to that in the podcast. We podcast the show as well, awesome. so I'll put Thank a link you. to that yeah. as well. And then, Max, um, what if people wanted to donate other than doing it this way, how could they go ahead and do that? Uh, they can find us. Uh, we have our website, canbeesmarkets.org. That's K-A-N-B-E-S-M-A-R-K-E-T-S.org. Awesome. And we also have Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all at Canby's Markets. Perfect. I'll put all that information also on the podcast and we can do this. Awesome. That's great. Thank you. You guys want to go have some brunch? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming in. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for downloading the podcast and hanging out with us today. If you want to see what's going on when the show's not on air, follow Jordan Silver on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Jordan Silver. That's J-O-R-D-I-N Silver. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 